0: Hey there, and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you yeah. wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives, and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today, and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. Thank you, church. Gosh, I love you. I feel like I was looking around at so many of you in worship. Some of you that are having challenging times and you're here with your hands raised. Was praying for you this morning, every single one of you, from our Teen Challenge guys, to those of you on the front row, those of you up here that are carrying the worship brilliantly, those of you that are on production, those of you that are here for the first time, lots of love to you. Those of you who've been coming many years, this is a word for you. I really believe God is gonna stir up something fresh. You ready for God to speak to you? It actually says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse two, that the Word needs to be mixed with faith in our hearts. Because the primary way God speaks to us is through the Bible, right? And He can talk to us during the week, but when you've got hundreds of hearts that are mixed with faith, things can happen. So are you gonna put your hand on your heart? Can you do that? Put your hand on your heart. And we're gonna ask by the Holy Spirit, He would speak through from his heart through my heart to your heart. So Lord, every precious, precious, precious heart, stir up a great love for you. Open every heart to receive from you. Oh God, I pray that expectation would build faith. God, that you're gonna do something new in each one of our hearts. That it be, the word be received mixed with faith and it would be productive and it would be profitable for our lives. And those of you that are watching online, this word is for you today, right where you are in Jesus mighty name amen. amen you can take your seats wonderful people can we also thank the worship team for doing a brilliant job leading us into God's presence love you guys we're going to get you to come back up in a little while because we're going to ha- we're going to see the fire of God move the power of God move in many hearts draw you closer to him strengthen your heart in whatever is needed today have you ever listen to me Have you ever had the wind knocked out of your sails? Have you ever felt like the passion for God has gone a bit dim? You know, we have moments, right? I remember one time somebody said something. Because we lived in Australia for 15 years. It was a wonderful 15 years. We were pastoring there. And one day a leader said something indirectly about me that caused the wind to be knocked out of my sails. And I allowed this to get inside for many weeks. It affected the way I did life, my family, my leadership, the way I pastored, the way I preached. I just didn't feel I could be myself. And I was subconsciously retreating from those that I perceived to have caused the hurt and misunderstanding. I was helping to host a conference, it was Color Conference, and ironically, the title of the conference was Wind in Her Sails. <laughs> and I remember going, I was working, I was distracted for the first few days, I'm sure God was trying to get my attention, but on the last night, I knew the message was for me. You know when you hear those messages, it was nice because after the last service, a lot of people came up to me and said, that was just for me, I believe this is going to be just for you. It was one of those nights, and I knew that I needed to respond, and I went out of my seat. I was busy doing some other things, but I said, God, this, I need you, Holy Spirit. And He literally, the wind of the Spirit, flooded my heart and soul and emotions so that I was able to let go of that hurt. Christine Kane was preaching, and she was talking about staring up the gift within and the calling. And I knew that God had called me uniquely and confidently to be me, to be Rach and I had a new confidence, I left feeling free. And I knew I then had to do something about it, and I went to speak to that leader afterwards, with Steve, my husband, and it wasn't like, what did you do that for? It was from a place of, I know who I am, and I just wanna be free from any of this. And, I, and We embraced, he apologized, it was, mis- it was taken out of context, He actually said a few years later at a gathering where they were, were, I don't know if it was a birthday or something, they were honoring us and he said in front of a lot of people, I'm a better person, a better leader and pastor because of Rachel. That wasn't just because I decided to talk to him, it's because the Holy Spirit fanned a flame something that was dead that I dimmed down inside of me. Do you know what? I read a quote this week that 80 to 90% of people have something in their lives that if they were free from, their lives would be so much better. And I think sometimes we hold on to, for you, it might be you've held on to something someone has said. It might just be um, something you're not well with. It can be, so whatever these things, they can get onto our lives and dim down the real you. What is inside? And I love that the Apostle Paul talks about stirring up something within you. So the Apostle Paul is talking from prison, he's on death row, they're his last words, he's talking to his protege young Timothy, who's pastoring the early church with all of its challenges and problems, and he says these words, are you ready? He says, I want to remind you. Sometimes we need reminding in the urgent of every day, we can forget what's important. He says, this is why, this is in 2 Timothy 1, I would remind you, stir up, rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you, by means of the laying on of my hands, comma, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity cowardice, cringing with fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a calm and well-balanced mind with discipline and self-control. The words here that the Apostle Paul is using to stir up, he's referring to, a device that is called bellows how many have owned bellows over the years we found we're trying to find bellows this is an antique it's 30 years old and apparently well we found it on um, facebook marketplace steve went bless him to Deerham, and picked one up for seven pounds does anyone have one some people owned them in the first service okay so the way bellows work is first of all you have to stir up you know your campfire your barbecue your fire in the front room we don't want to go back to that just yet we're not ready for the fires of winter are we we're, we're still in the barbecue season Jesus bring the weather so we can keep in that barbecue season but you're stirring up the embers so what's happening kem- happening chemically is you've got to allow space for the oxygen to get underneath and get in. And it's bringing in those embers that have got on the outside. And then, so you give it a poke and a stoke. And then you, and then you fan the flame. It doesn't smell good, does it? it? smells a bit musty. Anyway, I don't know what I did there. I might have just broken something. <laughs> but you fan the flame. And so what, what is happening? Why do we need, what is the gift that needs stirring up? The gift in us is the gift of the Holy Spirit within us. And it's also the gifts that He's given us to work through us. And you might think, why do we need to stir them up? They're gifts. Because, as I said at the beginning, life happens. And sometimes the fire around us can dim down the fire inside of us. And it's our responsibility to stir up the gift that God has given each one of us. See, it's really important to notice here that this scripture, we often quote, how many of you quoted? God's not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, peace, and mind. Yeah, we quote that often. But it's connected with this verse. It's connected with stirring up the gift within you. It's connected with stirring up the gift of the Holy Spirit and the gifts that you have because sometimes we hold back through fear. Sometimes online there might be you've compared yourself to others and you've held back, but you need to stir up with the fanning into flame of the Holy Spirit that doesn't give fear because a spirit of fear and the Spirit of God cannot coexist And so the more we have of his fire in us, the more it overrides and pushes out fear. So how can we stir it up? The title of this message is Stir It Up. Number one, if you're taking notes, I'd encourage you to take notes because this is going to help you. It's going to help you in those moments of grit to bring out the gold. So first of all, pour out your love for Jesus. We sang the song this morning. I love it. I love it. I love it. I always feel, the first time I heard that song, I just got on my knees and I said, Jesus, you're more important than anything. If you don't answer another prayer, I just love you, Jesus. He longs to hear you say those words. And just the same as any relationship can grow cold, we need to keep stoking up our love and pouring out our love for Jesus. Jesus. The word says, I don't know exactly how I feel, but I can't begin to tell you how much your love has meant. I'm lost for words. We sang it this morning. Can I express, show the passion in my heart? Lord, this is my desire to pour my love on you. To if praise is like perfume, it's referring to the woman that gave her perfume, the alabaster box and poured it out on Jesus. Till every drop is gone, gone, can I encourage you to pour out your love for Jesus? Jesus himself, some of his last words in the last week before he died, he said in Matthew 24, 12, there will be an increase of sin and lawlessness. He's speaking of the the last days and some of these days that we're living in. That those whose hearts once burned with passion for God and others will grow cold. Those whose hearts were once on fire and passionate for God can become dim to fit in. Like any relationship, it can grow, grow cold. Doesn't happen overnight. The fire in a marriage needs to be stoked. Time, intimacy, pouring out your heart. His love casts out the fear. When there's Spirit of God, there's no room for fear. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but love. Love is the key. I used to say, God, how can I love you more? Because agape love is beyond our human comprehension. It's different to human love. And I remember him saying, show me this scripture. Romans 5.2, the love of God has been poured out in your hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to you. That gift, the Holy Spirit that we need to fan into flame, that's what's going to enable us to pour out love So he pours it into us, then we can pour it out on Jesus. He pours it in and then we can pour it out and it becomes a cycle. And the more he pours in, the more it pushes out fear. When you're in love, it gives you a confidence. It gives you a boldness. It makes you feel like, I've got your back. I'm proud of you. I remember when I went away to uni, I was studying physiotherapy and in my first year at uni in Middlesbrough, I was with other girls that were on my course that pretty much all of them weren't churchgoers, and I was, I was living in this halls of residence, and I was trying to fit in, and I had a fear of not fitting in. I had a fear of missing out. I had a bit of a fear of my future, living away from home, and decisions that I needed to make. And this particular night, the girls had gone out quite late, and they were going out to party, and, I chose to stay in this night, and I was in my bedroom in the halls of residence, and I remember lying on my bed, crying out to God, not feeling like, I felt like I'd had to dim down to fit in, but I wasn't happy. Right then, I had the most incredible, and I can still remember it clearly, an 18-year-old encounter with God. So you can have them in a building like this, You can have them on your own lying on your bed. And he just poured his love. And I felt Jesus saying, the more you have of me, the more you're gonna have of those things you desire. You're never gonna come second by putting me first. And His love made me feel confident, made me feel strong, but it actually put in a love for those around me. And I started getting really bold and sharing my faith and we became really close friends. These girls came to my wedding and we stayed in touch. That helped me on the right path through those years to make wise decisions for who I had to marry, what job I would do, where I'd go because of the love of Jesus. Number one, Pour out your love for Jesus. Number two, be proactive with God's word. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, I'm gonna share it with you, it's actually from the book of Jeremiah. The prophet Jeremiah, he's called, he's using his gifts, but the people don't appreciate his gifts. In fact, they mock him, they intimidate him, they, they put him in stocks, you know, where your arms and feet are bound for excruciating pain, and he decides he's gonna give up. Have you ever felt unappreciated? Have you ever felt like giving up? Have you ever thought, it's not working out the way I thought? I'm just doing what you told me to do, God. But this is what he says, Jeremiah 20, verse 9. Then he says, I will not make mention of him, nor speak his name. I've had enough. But, thank God for the but. But his word was in my heart. Like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back. I could not. There was something about the Word of God that literally was fire to his inner bones, his inner heart, and it motivated him to keep going. There's something, it's not just a preaching gift. His Word can get in your bones today to get right in the core of your being from the front to the back and stir up the gift that is uniquely in you. This week I was preparing to preach and I love our church more than preaching anywhere else. I I, I just feel like it's a preparation is a labor of love. And I'm thinking of the Teen Challenge guys. I'm thinking of those that have been here for years. I'm thinking of you. I'm thinking of the young adults. Love you. I'm thinking of them needing direction for their lives. I'm thinking of so many of you that are faithfully serving, those of you that have word, and the next morning I get up and I open the Bible, I read the Bible in a year. Get my coffee, they're both really important. Bible, coffee, uh, Bible's more important. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm reading the Bible in a year, and the scripture for that day, when I need it, where are we, where are I? am skipping ahead of all my, all my notes. It says, Romans ten eight. the word, God's message in Christ is near you, on your lips, and in your heart. The word, the message of faith which you preach. And I thought, yep, yeah, that's the right word. What's in my heart? And I felt the Spirit of God say, You speak what's in your heart, Rach. You stir it up in your heart. God's doing it in you, and He's going to stir it up in your hearts. Are you ready for this faith message to stir up in your heart? You know, there's been times, and I shared in the first service, that um, I've doubted myself. Does anyone doubt themselves with the call of God and your gifts? And this was quite a few years back. And I was frustrated because I, I, I kind of like wasn't doing what I felt I was meant to do, but then I did and I didn't feel I was any good at it. And so I remember writing down a list of dreams. This is what I really want to do. This is what's in my heart. And we were on holiday and I've shared this with you before because it's a pivotal scripture in my life. And Steve looked at the list and he said, is that about you? Or is that god's will for your life like ouch it's, that was that that was a bit unkind a bit uncalled for you know i'm taking the time to write down my dreams steve is the greatest dream cheerer honor but um i went out for a walk and i poured out my heart to god i said god you know because it's tension for most of us right is it what i want is it what god wants and I was pouring out my heart to God and I said, God, you know my desires are your desires. And again, I opened up, I stopped at a cafe, opened up my Bible in a year. You know, you've got an Old Testament, a New Testament, a Psalm and a Proverb. And the Psalm for that day was Psalm 20 verse four. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. And I felt him say to me, Rach, when you pour out your love for me, when you're keeping full of my word, Your desires will be my desires. Because he's not going to want you to get you to do something you don't want to do. And so I want to encourage you, allow the fire to get shut up in your bones. Keep reading his word. Pour out your love for Jesus. Secondly, be proactive with his word. And thirdly, pursue your spiritual gifts. Remember, we're talking about stirring up the gifts within. Give someone a little nudge. Hey, you ready? You ready to stir up your gift? Yeah, we do it ourselves, but sometimes we need to encourage each other. 2 Timothy 1, because Paul is encouraging Timothy, stir up the gift that's in you. By the fanning, fan the flame, keep burning the generous, gracious gift of God, the inner fire by the means of the laying on of hands. 1 Corinthians 14, he says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. The Apostle Paul is saying we're to pursue and love and desire the gifts we've been given. And sometimes we feel like we don't have a gift. Has anyone ever felt like that? I would say a good 50 to 60 of pastoring over the years, 50 to 60% often of people feel they don't have a gift. Or they think the gifts are for the platform people or the leaders. Every single one of you has a gift. Romans 12, six, it says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. What do you do well? It was really good when we were in America ministering a few weeks back and the people we're staying with, wonderful friends of ours, Tom Waltz, he spoke a prophetic word into our daughters, encouraged them, encouraged Melody to do with worship and the team, and he spoke into my daughter Mercy and saw that she naturally, what she naturally does well, is actually a gift. She has it, but it needs to be stirred up. We need I had someone say something to me this week. And i reminded, yes, I need to stir that up again. Stir it within myself. And it might be, and he lists all the gifts. 1 Corinthians 12 and in Romans 12. 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, prophecy, faith, speaking, serving, generosity, encouragement, leadership, teaching, mercy, hospitality, gift of wisdom, gift of knowledge, healing, miracles. All of those have various aspects under them that all of us can fit into. And not just fit into, but them Yep. Be the ones that are confident because he's not given us a spirit of fear, but he needs you and your gift is no less important than the person sat beside you. We're all needed. It says, in fact, the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, don't neglect the gift that is in you, that special inward endowment, which was directly imparted to you by the Holy Spirit. Why do we neglect the gift? I think sometimes we feel we don't have one, sometimes we're not sure what it is. Sometimes we lack confidence using it. Sometimes it's fear of failure, fear of man. Sometimes it's comparison. Don't leave it to the others. The Spirit of God is saying to you right now, I've created you uniquely with your personality, your gifting, your experience. In fact, can we just put your notes down for a second? Open your hands like this. Open your hands like this. I want to encourage you. God, I give you my personality. Say this to him. I give you my personality. I give you my dreams. I give you my strengths. I give you my weaknesses. I give you my desires, my experiences. I give you those things I'm good at. Those things you created me for. Use them for your glory. Some of you are waiting for God to use you, and he's saying, my darling, young person, older person, just stir up what I've already given you. I love that his word says Romans eleven twenty nine, God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. They remain strong. I read a book recently, The Gift Within You, by Doctor Caroline Leaf, who studied the brain, and she said our brains are actually wired for purpose. When we're using our gifts, we're the most happy, the most healthy, and the most fulfilled. How many won that? So remember, these are the notes. First of all, pour out your love for Jesus. I've done them all beginning with P to help you to remember. Be proactive with God's word. Thirdly, pursue your gifts. You've got something special. And number four, position for purpose. The embers of a fire will grow cold when they become separated from the rest of the logs. When you experience a change or a challenge, Like I said at the beginning, there can be a tendency to retreat, to hide. One of the greatest calling moments in the Bible is that of Moses. And you know, he's, you know the story, the Prince of Egypt, he's, he's born a Hebrew slave, he's raised as the Prince of Egypt, he tries to get his purpose, take matters into his own hands, he then has to escape, he's rejected by the people he was raised with, by the, his birth people, and he retreats miles away into a barren desert called Midian. For many years, he's there with a bit of a plan B. He started a new life for himself, but God sees. And some of you might feel that you've retreated. It can be disappointment. It can be rejection. There can be so many things that can cause us to pull back and to hide. Hide, And you can sometimes feel, is this a plan B? But God sees. And what happens, one day he's out walking and he's, he's got a new life as a shepherd and there's a, a bush that is burning. And we look at Exodus 3 too. Fires are significant in the Bible, signifying encounters with God and calling moments. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the middle of the bush. And so he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Sometimes We need to stop, turn aside, and see what God is doing. We need to position ourselves near the fire. Some of us, even though there's been rejection, do you know what? Rejection can be a gift. If you open it in the safety and love of God, it can make you better. If you keep closed off, it can make you bitter. And right at that moment, you can be going on your own path, doing good things, busy with life, but we can get distracted and the Spirit of God is saying, stop, turn, come aside, see what I'm doing. And at that moment, it says, the Spirit of the Lord says, when he saw that Moses stopped and turned aside, he then spoke. When God gets your attention in the distractions of this world, He's calling your name, Kathy, Kathy. He's calling your name, Reg, Reg. He's calling Mark, Mark. He's calling Harry, Harry. He's calling Jill. He's calling you, Lydia. He's calling your name. And He's saying, I need you. I have assignment for you. And Moses says, here I am. Will you say, here I am? The purposes of God throughout all of history are still as strong today as they ever were. Moses' task was just freeing two million Jews from slavery. No big deal. And he didn't feel good enough, but God enabled him. What is it that God is calling you to do and to be in your immediate environment? Position yourself near the fire. Will you stop and say, God, here I am. I I remember I told you at the start of the year, I'd suffered for a long time with back pain so severe that it just really, I felt, was affecting what I was called to do. If I stood for periods of time or sat for long periods of time, I won't tell you the whole story now because I shared it at the start of the year, but those of you that, that didn't hear that, I had a miracle. And it happened when I positioned myself at a conference. Our friends flew us to America and I knew I needed to be at this conference. Sometimes we have to position ourselves out of our daily routine. And she invited me to this women's Bible study and they prayed they laid hands on me they prayed for healing I was in a room full of strangers and I cried a lot and I was a bit embarrassed and a bit vulnerable but right there they prayed that the embers the gift of God would stir up within me and as they prayed for that I experienced healing because sometimes our physical health and our purpose are linked together If you're not fulfilling purpose, it can affect your health and vice versa. And I came out of there free and healed. I tell the story I had a whole year free of pain. I needed to make some changes. I had to create some space. I had to adjust my pace. I had to focus on the strengths and the calls, calling specifically that God had put in my heart. Last Month, I was able to go there again, meet with this group of women and thank them for praying for me. And that this last year had been a productive year, pain-free, and they started praying for each other. And there were more miracles because I was able to step out and say, God, you did it for me, you can do it for them. He did it for me, he can do it for you. Whatever you're believing for. But you know what? It's one thing to believe for healing. and We've got to keep stirring it up, Right? Because life happens, and I'm lying on my bed two weeks ago on my phone, and all of a sudden, our cat, Layla, who's rather large now, jumps up onto the windowsill of the open window. It's a hot day, probably similar to today. And she decides she's going to kamikaze out of the top window. I leap off the bed and grab her. Her front paws are out, and I feel my back go. And in that moment, I lie down on my bed, I'm relieved because I've saved Layla from pending doom, permanent injury or possible death. But inside, this fear, those you know a bit women that, that, have, that give birth, as soon as you're in labor again, all those things, those thoughts and fears come back. Those of you that experience fears over and over again, they come back. And I started, and the enemy was saying things, you're not going to be able to preach this weekend. I was supposed to go to a church to preach. You're not going to be able, you've just told all those girls that you're free and you're healed. You, are you authentic? You got, And all these lies started coming in. Right there at that moment, I had to decide that I was going to position myself in purpose. And I had to remind myself when those girls prayed for me and stirred up the gift within me, with that is I've overcome the spirit of fear because I'm stirring up the gift within me and so right there I decide to position myself and I still go and I still preach and God heals me as I go and I've got Steve praying for me I've got Melody praying for me I've got Mercy overseas texting me and saying I'm praying for you mom I'm positioning myself with people of faith think Emily you went with me that weekend and we went strong didn't we we kept strong in purpose because you need to stir up the gift that's within you so it pushes out the fear what's inside needs to be greater than what what is external so keep positioning yourself near the fire keep stepping out some of you need to position yourself and using your gifts here in church to make a difference position yourself at shift those of you that have got kids get them in the presence of God I saw a picture this week of one of my nephews in America there at a youth camp and a picture of him with his hands raised and he'd, he'd received the baptism in the Holy Spirit And it was just what he needed at the right time. It brought tears to my eyes. Position your kids in those places where the gift can be stirred up within. Because fear will try and raise its ugly head over our young people, over our young adults. And when they fall in love with Jesus and stir up the gift, it will set them on the right path. And they will be strong. So position yourself with people whose lives are moving forwards. But those that are passionate, on fire for God, some of our team have been visiting another church, um, some overseas, some in this country, where there's revival happening. It's happening here, but sometimes we've got to go somewhere, receive, get fired up and bring it back. And I love what God is doing amongst our youth, our young adults, pastors John and Chantel are excited for a revival season that is coming. And we've gotta be ready for it. We have gotta stir it up within us. So first of all, pour out your love for Jesus. Secondly, be proactive with his word. Thirdly, pursue your gifts. Fourthly, position yourself for purpose. And lastly, prioritize the Holy Spirit, if the team could come prioritize the Holy Spirit. One thing I will say before I move on, don't disqualify yourself. So many times when things go wrong, we disqualify ourselves. And for some of you, it might be you've gone through divorce. It might be disease and discomfort like me. It might be discouragement, discontent with the way things are, whatever it is, and you can disqualify yourself. It's so important, God is saying the good work I've started in you, I'm faithful to complete. Keep your passion alive for me. I am with you, I am for you. You've got, in fact, when you go through a challenge, it's so much more effective for the kingdom of God because people can connect with that and they know it's not you, it has to be God working through you. So prioritize the gift within the Holy Spirit I love when the Holy Spirit came upon the early church. And you've heard this many times, but I'm gonna read it, it's very powerful, Acts 2.2. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven, like a rushing, mighty wind. The bellows were in full force. And then it says the whole house was filled And then there appeared divided tongues as of fire that sat on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Spirit came with His breath, with His fire, The breath of God, the breath of God. This word is God breathed. The Holy Spirit brought the breath, brought the fire that day, but it was individual. You see, when Moses led the children of Israel out of the promised land, there was a pillar of fire that led them and directed them. But in the New Testament, he leads his people by individual fire of the Holy Spirit within us. Just what you need. Just what you, your personality, what you're going through, your challenges. You see, he's like wind, but he's not wind. He's like the fire, but he's not fire. He's a person. When Jesus went to heaven, the Father sent Holy Spirit to be with you to help us. I love that also they were all filled. There weren't some of them sitting there and saying, oh, I'm not sure that was for me. Oh, I missed out. I didn't quite get it. No, they were all filled. Because his desire is that we would all be filled, every personality, every background. I love this scripture. Romans eight twenty-six. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans, and He searches our hearts. He knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So he's a person. He takes what the doubts and the fears and the groans. And some of you have groaned this week. Some of you have had those moments and you've cried unto God. But the Spirit of God connects with your spirit, with the will of God. And then there's an and. This is where these two scriptures go together again. And we know that all things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to His purpose. Every come on, if we're gonna clap, let's really clap for a God to send His spirit. all things every financial problem every relationship problem you see we often quote all things work together for good but it's connected with the Spirit of God birthing something new within us his spirit connecting with our spirit according to the will of God it's in our weakness it's in our weakness see sometimes you might feel like you're not pouring out your love for Jesus Sometimes you might not feel like you're really proactive with this word, (laughs) haven't read it much this week Sometimes you might feel you're not really using your gifts Sometimes you might feel like you're hiding instead of positioning yourself But how amazing is that he sees our weaknesses (laughs) He feels our weaknesses. The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses and He strengthens us and He enables us and He becomes what we cannot do on our own strength. And He puts in the power, the wind to stir up that which is within. And we can say with absolute confidence, it says we know That all things work together for good. All things, all things, all things, all things, all things. Every problem online, every situation that you are challenged with, can we stand together as we get ready to worship? We'd love to pray for you. And just as we've shared together this morning, how many would love to love Jesus more? I'm sure we'd all have our hands raised. He's reaching out arms of love and saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. Holy Spirit, pour in more love. Holy Spirit, pour in more love. How many of you feel like you need to stir up the gift that is within you? You need Him to breathe life into that which has become dormant. Some of you once used your gifts for God and they're not quite what they were. Maybe some of you, you've gone a bit cold or some of you have had fear that's held you back I want to know who you are you want to stir up the gifts of faith of love of hope you want to stir up those gifts and I'm gonna invite you to come forward and as many as possible we're gonna create some space at the front here our team are gonna be along the front for young people you just stir up the gift that is within you again some of you will come For you. and you feel comfortable raise your hands to the heaven right now those of you that may not have someone putting their hand on you the Bible says to stir up the gift sometimes gifts are imparted through someone joining with you if you feel comfortable you might want to join hands with someone or oh, you might want to join hands with heaven right now I pray God for every person online so many at the front some any of you that are standing in your seat, Spirit of God is moving up and down every aisle, and He's touching your heart, and He's staring up those embers. He's staring up the gift of faith. He's staring up wisdom. He's stirring up a passion for Him. He's stirring up a new boldness. He's stirring up the decision making that you need to do this week. He loves you, He loves you, He loves you, He loves you. He loves you. Oh Holy Spirit pour your Spirit out on me. We Those of you that are filled with Holy Spirit, start to pray in your heavenly best language. Best Those best of you that need best Him, best raise best your best hand. Best people in here that you're encountering God right now some of you in the front and I can see it but I know God is doing something in hearts and online and you know it's you and you know God is breathing fresh wind into your sails but secondly you know you have to go and do something you've got to go and put something right with someone You've got to go and have a conversation. You've got to go and make that deal. You've got to go and finish that relationship. You've got to go and say yes to that job. Whatever it is you've got to do, raise your hand. I want to pray for you. You know you have a decision to make. So many of you have raised hands. If you've got someone beside you with a hand raised, put your hand on them. Spirit of God is going to enable you. These these moments are going to change lives. It's going to change lives in Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name, Lord, I thank You that You're bringing wind in their sails. Holy Spirit, You're stirring up embers. But now through Your boldness, we're not gonna have fear, we're gonna practically step out. So Lord, I pray that the men and women that have their hands raised, that need to step out and action something, You would give them the boldness, the confidence, and the Spirit of God is saying, I'm backing You, I'm for You is the way walk in it walk in it walk in it so i saw you earlier straight ahead of me hi you're waving back spirit of god he's saying you have a heart for him and you've cried onto him i believe even this week you've cried onto him and you said god is it this way is it this what do i do and you're battling with something and there's a tension Wanting to ease that tension, disperse that tension, trust him, trust the process. Because all things do work together for good according to his purpose in you. In Jesus' name, that's it. Raising both hands. Receive it in Jesus' name. He's working it together for good. No more tension, no more fear, but he's walking in godly wisdom, in godly confidence. Some of our young ad- name, he's giving you wisdom. He's giving you enabling if you want more wisdom. God, I thank you that each one is called of God. Each one has a gift. Each one is unique to you. And Lord, I pray for authority. I pray for wisdom. I pray for boldness. Just as so many of the men and women in the Bible were young when you called them, I pray that they would step up and stand up. Oh Lord, I thank you that there is not a spirit of fear amongst any of them. Our young people, our young adults are going to be the most brave, the most courageous in Jesus name, in Jesus name, come on let's just sing for another moment. Fill me with your spirit, say fill me with your spirit, fill me with your spirit. spirit. Do you know that's the most beautiful thing that you can say to God, It's have your way in me, have your way. Because He knows, He created you, and He knows exactly what you need. Just in these moments, there are often many that haven't yet said yes to Jesus, to make Him Lord of your life. The Bible says very clearly, God so loved the world. He so loved you. He wants to pour His love on you. He created you first and foremost for love, for relationships. And He wanted a way for you to be free from guilt, free from fear, free from the past. He sent His Son, Jesus, to take that guilt and that fear and that sin, to make a way for you to come boldly, confidently to a holy God and live a life that is strong and fulfilled, purpose-filled, and one day, knowing when you leave this earth, you will be in heaven with Him forever. Some of you are gonna say yes to Jesus today. You're gonna make that decision. going to shoot your hand up. In a moment, I'm going to count to three and ask you to lift your hand up. Say, yeah, Rach, that's me. I've come with a friend today. I've been watching online. Or maybe you've been coming for a while, but you don't have that reassurance of knowing the love of Jesus that I talked about. And today it's your time. You might have had reasons why you don't feel good enough, but He is the one that's reaching out with arms of love and saying, I love you. Come as you are. Some of you have walked away and got cold in your heart like those embers of the fire. You've got distracted. There may be hurt or offense. And Jesus is saying, Come, come back, come back. If that's you, could I ask for every eye to be closed, every head bowed? After three, I'm going to ask those of you that are responding for the first time as making Jesus Lord and Savior of your life, peace with God. And those of you watching online, Or maybe you've once walked with God and you're coming back. If that's you and you're coming back today, you wanna set a fire in your soul. You wanna rekindle the flame that once burned brightly. If that's you after three, one, two, three. That's across, all across this room. Shoot your hand up, shoot your hand up. That's it. So many of you saying yes to Jesus for the first time or you're coming back. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, there's a couple more. Come on, let me see your hand. That's it. We're clapping because we're encouraging you and there's great party happening right now. Is there anyone else? I'm gonna wait a moment. That's it, thank you at the back. Thank you, come on, you know it's you because your heart is beating a little harder, a little faster and you're saying yes to Jesus. Yes to relationship with Him. All of you that raised your hand, Let's say this prayer together and mean it with our whole church family. Put your hand on your heart or you can keep it raised, whatever you choose. Say these words after me, everyone together. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying for me to forgive me for all my sin and failures so that I can have a brand new start. Please come into my life and help me by the power of Your Holy Spirit to trust and live for You. Amen, amen. Can we applaud those that have responded to Jesus? It's the best. Your heart is precious to Him. Your decision was saying yes and putting your hand up. The next step would be we'd love to connect with you. And some of our team, the best thing that we do on a weekend is helping you to stay close to Jesus. And we would love to switch numbers or emails, give you a gift that says, this is commemorating the day, beautiful illustrated Bible of the book of Mark. So they'll be waving these on the way out. So if you made a decision for the first time, or you're coming back today, make sure you get one of those on your way out and keep staring up the gift of God that is in you. He's not giving you a spirit of fear. Keep stirring up the Holy Spirit. You've got what it takes because He has you. In Jesus' name, Amen.